ओके सो वी आर डूइंग चैप्टर ट्वेंटी वन दिस इज कैंटो फाइव चैप्टर ट्वेंटी वन ऑफ श्रीमद भगवतम द चैप्टर इज द मूवमेंट्स ऑफ द सन सुखदेव गोस्वामी सेट माई डियर किंग आई हैव दस फार डिस्क्राइब द डायमीटर ऑफ द यूनिवर्स एंड इज जनरल कैरेक्टरिस्टिक्स अकॉर्डिंग टू द एस्टिमेशन ऑफ लर्न एड स्कॉलर्स एज अ ग्रेन ऑफ वीट इज डिवाइडेड इन टू टू पार्ट्स एंड वन कैन एस्टिमेट द साइज ऑफ द अपर part by knowing that of the lower so expert geographers instruct one can understand the measurements of the upper part of the universe by knowing those of the lower part the sky between the earthly spheres and the heavenly spheres is called antariksh or outer space it adjoins the top of the sphere of the earth and the bottom to that of heaven in the midst of that region of outer space that is antariksh is the most opulent sun the king of all the planets that emanates heat such as the moon by the influence of its radiation the sun heats the universe and maintains its proper order it also gives light to help all living entities see while passing towards the north towards the south or through the equator in accordance with the order of the supreme personality of godhead it is said to move slowly swiftly and moderately according to its movement in rising above going beneath or passing through the equator and correspondingly coming in touch with the various signs of the zodiac headed by makara that is capricorn day and night are short long or equal to one another this is basically uh, the idea about the sun's movement up and down which is what we call as the summer solstice and the you know those kind of things equinoxes and solstices and all it think about it this way that they knew the movement of the sun in the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere A, a a saint who was sitting in the himalayas or some such place has a clarity of thought that this earth is you know round had a clarity of thought that it, the sun is somewhere in the center and the earth is going round it it also tells how the sun's movement are top to bottom that means during the uh, you know summer months the sun is high up on the sky that means towards higher than the equator and then below the equator so it they knew about all these things during those times as well so it just gives an idea the amount of knowledge which they had now how did they have the knowledge was given in the previous line the previous line states that by looking at the two sides okay of the wheat grain you can understand and predict the other side <clears throat> it only means this that the moment you see uh, see even in uh, physics also we have seen something there is a very big picture in front of us and we have a pinhole camera the light from the outer object enters inside the pinhole and throws a picture on the wall inside the pinhole camera in reverse ulta isn't it so by looking at this picture you can make assessment of the picture in front right so think about it like this that by doing internal assessment the sages were able to establish how the earth was they had physically not seen they have not gone to outer space or anything like that in their physical body yet they are able to understand this entire thing by just sitting in one place and using the mind which god has given them for a better purpose of understanding this universe and that is a fabulous thing 
So that is what he has given. When the sun passes through Mesha, that is Aries, and Tula, that is Libra, the duration of the day and nights are equal. When it passes through the five signs ahead of Rishabha, Taurus, the duration of the days increases until Cancer, and then it gradually decreases by half an hour each month until day and night again becomes equal in Libra. So this is a way of actually going through the whole planetary system, trying to gauge how soon the sun sets, how fast it rises, what is the time of its rising, what is the time of its setting. You see the whole point of it. It tells you when is the summer, when is the winter. They had calculated it as per the sun's movement in the star signs. See, star signs are basically imaginary signs in the universe. The whole universe which is visible in front of you is divided into 12 zodiacs. As if it is going through 12 different sections in the imaginary plane. So it goes through Aries, Taurus and all those signs, you know. So when you can see the signs, how does the sun's movement happen? So this is exactly how they have shown vis-a-vis a human being who is sitting on the planet and looking at the stars. It's an amazing way of doing assessment. You know, the judgment is done by the beautiful mind and the intellect. They are able to understand this entire universe's pattern and movement. Again, in the first line they had mentioned very clearly that between the sun, which is in the same plane as the earth, in our domain, there was one word, two words which they used. They said Antariksh. Antariksh means the space outside. And then they said something above the space and below the space. So that means there is something which is above that space and below the space. So what does it actually trans, you know, mean? Physical appearance in the earth, a physical appearance of the sun and the entire planetary system is in front of our eyes. There is something beyond that. It doesn't mean above that. It means beyond that. You got what I am saying? The word that has to be used is beyond the space. Beyond the space is the domain of the gods. And below this space, below means beyond and in the nether worlds. Above. So that is the reason why the word above has been used and below has been used. Okay. So... We people normally when they misinterpret these words, what do they say? Oh, above the earth means the sky is there. <laughs> it's not like that. No. And below the earth doesn't mean in the ground. It doesn't mean that when you dig up and today, if you go to the core of the earth, you are going to find a devil sitting over there with his, you know, fork and pitchfork and all that. No. And nobody like that. No red colored devil sitting. I know you are wearing red. <laughs> Uh, there is nobody like that with two horns sticking in his head and all. Nothing like that. What it means is, beyond this universe, there is another domain. And before this universe, there is another domain. So this is and that is. So like that. Hmm? So, until the sun travels to the south, the days grow longer. And until it travels to the north, the nights grow longer. Sukhdev Goswami continued. My dear king, as stated before, the learned say that the sun travels all sides of the Manasattara mountain in the circle whose length is 95,100 something yojanas, which is uh, 960 
that is 7.6 billion miles on Manosatara mountain due east of Mount Sumeru is a planet known called Devadhani possessed by King Indra. Similarly in the south is a place called Samyanmini possessed by <coughs> Yamraja. In the west is a place known as Nimalochani possessed by Varuna and the north is a place called Vibhavari possessed by the moon god. Sunday, sunrise, midday, sunset and midnight occur in all these places according to specific time thus engaging all living entities in their various occupational duties and also making them seize such duties. <laughs> so what is he talking about? East, West, North and South. The horizons, basically the horizons, nothing beyond that. If I draw a line in the horizon, so if I draw a line in the East, it, if I go straight on that domain, what is appearing over there? If I go straight in the West, in that domain, what is appearing over there? The North and the South. So basically it is a domains which you are talking about. Literally we should not take any of these figures into account or this. It's, it, the calculations were done based on very very basic fundamentals. Okay. So let us not get into all those things. Alright. So when the sun travels from Devadhani, the residence of Indra to Samyani, the residence of Yamraja, it travels about 101.9 billion miles in 15 ghatikas that is 6 hours. 6 hours why? What is this ghatikas? 6 hours. 24 divided by 6. So 4 ghatas. You know, there you will find that there is morning, afternoon, evening and night. Morning, afternoon, evening and night. So these are the 4 big domains. Alright. And then if you see, we say you know, first prahar. Prahar is divided into 3 hours. Okay. So 3. 24 divided by 3. Alright, that is coming to the number of prahars that are existing in this world. 3 hours is 1 prahar, so how much divided by 3? That will give you so many prahars and 4 things that are 4. What is a 4? That you have morning, afternoon, evening and night. So 4 prahars. So basically this is, this is how they have described the whole thing. Alright. From the residence of Yamraja, the sun travels in the Nivalochani, the residence of Varuna. See, these, these are basically, uh, we are just going to run through the chapter to get an understanding. Okay, You know what the sun does, I know what the sun does. <laughs> we are just trying to understand, okay, the, during the ancient times also, people were there who did they understand sun or no. So let us see. So I am just going to go through the chapter, so don't, don't bother so much about it. For the residence of Yamraja, the sun travels to Nimlochani, that is residence of Varuna, from there to Vivavari, the residence of the moon god, and from there again to the residence of Indra. In a similar way, the moon along with the other stars and the planets become visible in the celestial sphere and then sets again and becomes invisible. Thus, the chariot of the sun god, which is Trayimaya, Trayimaya or worshipped by the gods, words Om Bhur Bhuva Swa, travel through the four residences mentioned above at the speed of 27.2 billion miles in a mohurt. Okay, fine. <clears throat> the chariot of the sun god has only one wheel which is known as Samvatsara. The 12 months are calculated to be in its 12 spokes. The 6 seasons are the 6 sections of its rim and the 3 Chaturmasha's period are the 3 sectioned hub. One side of the axle carries the wheel rest upon the mount of Sumeru and the other rests upon Manasattara mountains. <clears throat> affixed to the outer end of the axle 
the wheel continuously rotates on monosaktara mountains like the wheels of an oil pressing machine this is like as if uh, uh, yeah yeah sort of yes i did i just went through the whole thing you want me to write that okay i don't mind The living entities residing on Sumeru mountains are always very warm and at midday because of them the sun is always overhead overhead although the sun moves counterclockwise facing the constellations with Sumeru mountain on its left it also moves clockwise and appears to have the mountains on its right because it is influenced by the dakshinvarta winds people living in countries at point diametrically opposite to where the sun is first seen rising will see the sun setting and if the straight line was drawn from a point where the sun is at midday the people in countries of the opposite end of the line would be experiencing midnight similarly if people residing where the sun is setting were to go to countries diametrically opposite they would not see the sun in the same condition it is basically talking to you like let us say we have a aircraft faster than anything else in this world okay supersonic jets we have and we are going to travel where we don't want to have any sunlight in our life okay so i can i can travel exactly the way in which everywhere there is darkness you know uh, in the year 2000 there was one very funny incident that happened there was this person who wanted to celebrate new year in four countries of this world so what he did was first he went to australia then he went to europe then he went to uh, then he came towards uh, turkey or something then he went to england and from england he went to united states and he said i celebrated four new years in four different countries because everywhere the sun was rising at that point in time <laughs> so did you get the point so for him it was like as if you know he celebrated so you can use this technique as well you don't want to see the sun all the year long you can go to the north pole for all you can <laughs> no sun only maybe somewhere where you want to see six months sun not setting at all of course there are places in this world where sun doesn't set at all it just rises like this it just touches the horizon again rises it's like that. it's a very funny scene so the scientists during that time this is the these yogis during that time also knew this whole story they were very critical about this they said that if you really want to do you can do this also you can keep the mountain on this side and keep on going like this you keep this on this side and you keep on going like this it is exactly telling you how their mind worked see we don't want to go into the nitty gritties of whether they are wrong or right they just were using logic perfectly you know they they were using logic to the core and they understood it very well so that is the reason why we have to see <coughs> so okay fine we'll do 14 now or the 13 the chariot of the sun god has only one wheel which is known as samvatsara okay, i think we did this so you understand the why is this the chariot of the sun god why is it that time factor you know time is ruled on the earth by the sun only isn't it sun rising and sun setting the earth is going round itself that's day and night 365 days in a year the sun is going right round so time factor is ruled by the movement round itself and round the sun correct that is rotation revolution and all those things put together so the time factor has been divided for the sun as well sun can be in various zodiacs during a particular period in time how the zodiacs come into the picture we are just taking the background picture and then shooting on it it's like you know those who understand film technology they will say for shooting 
a video of, of, for shooting a particular say cartoon films or you know the superman spiderman films they use the chroma chroma is that green screen behind or the blue screen behind they use the blank blue screen and then they will say hey my, i am doing this and i am doing that some shots are going to be taken and then behind the chroma is replaced by the scene from a particular place now that person may not be in south america yet he will be shown that as if he is in south america you got the point by shooting him on chroma it's exactly like that so think about this zodiac signs as nothing but chroma all right yeah i have done 14 yeah so as if there is a chroma behind and on the chroma we are now placing these characters in different different locations so it is exactly like that so i think about it technology was so advanced during those times unfortunately they did not have an iphone at that time maybe otherwise <laughs> they would have taken a picture okay selfies that time oh i want to show by selfie see look at me i am the sage selfie for you <laughs> okay as in the oil pressing machine the first axle is attached to a second axle which is a one fourth as long the upper end of the second axle is attached to the dhruva loka by rope or a wind it is as if think about it like this somewhere you know it's like a pendulum type of a thing <laughs> you are going up there is one fixed point somewhere on top to that there is a string attached and there is a round circle below and it is going round and round and round what they are trying to tell you is this wheel is rotating on its own this way whereas the stars are fixed what they are talking about is there are constellations in the universe different constellations but our solar system is going around itself did you understand there is a point from which there is a suspension of a thread and there is a wheel attached to it the wheel is going round 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 and it is as if this is catching it over there so think how the wheel is going is caught over there and it is going round like this so do you understand they are talking about our own galaxy they are talking about our own galaxy which is the milky way is going round itself in one particular orbit so it is not only the wheel is going round itself you know that spokes of the wheel are going round like this but whereas it is the whole galaxy is also going round and round it just talks about the amount of you know knowledge which these people had <coughs> my dear king the carriage of the sun god chariot is estimated to be 28 <coughs> 2.8 billion long and 1/4 as wide the chariots horses which are named after gayatri and other vedic meters are harnessed by arun deva to a yoke that is 9 lakh yojanas wide the chariot continuously carried the sun god although aruna deva sits in front of the sun god and is engaged in driving the chariot and controlling the horses he looks back backwards towards the sun god think about it like this the sun is there the twilight is there the twilight is the one which is driving the sun can you imagine that the sun is going to come before the glow you know the glow is there and then the sun comes isn't it so as if it is heralding the coming of the sun so it's exactly like that so arun dev the god who brings the sun with him is a charioteer the charioteer of the god of sun 
Arundev. Okay? So he is Arunodaya. You know that word Arunodaya? The rising of the sun. Sunrise is called Arunodaya. Udaya means rising. Arunodaya means the one who is bringing the sun along with him. He is making the whole thing rise. Basically that is the meaning of this. Okay. <clears throat> there are 60,000 saintly persons named as Valikhilyas. Each the size of a thumb who are located in front of the sun god and who offer him eloquent prayers of glorification. Similarly, 14 other saints, Gandharvas, Apsaras, Nagas, Yakshas, Rakshasas and demigods who are divided into groups of two assume different names each month and continuously perform different ritualistic ceremonies to worship the supreme god as the most powerful demigod Surya Dev who holds many names. What is it talking about? What are these things which, which were mentioned over here earlier? There are 60,000 saintly persons. 60,000. What is this 60,000? What is these other saints? What is these 14 other saints which are coming in the picture? Gandharvas, Apsaras? Think about it like this. These are ritualistic ceremonies performed for the sun, sun god to come in. Alright? These are the names of every month and continuously perform different ritualistic functions. Why these 28? 14 and 14. Month is divided into two. It's taken with moon into account. You know, moon. 14 days, 14 days. Amvasya, like that. You know, you do you understand? These are the two phases. One is this phase, one is this phase. That is the rising phase and the setting phase. The rising phase of the moon and the setting phase of the moon. So now you will find that two days ago there was Amvasha in India or in, in United States. Everywhere there was Amvasha. And now yesterday was the first moon and they started this thing which is called Ghatta Stapana. Ghatta. Ghatta means time. Stapana means establishment. Beginning. The beginning of time. The beginning of time. So they have started. Ghatta also means a matka by the way. Uh, you know a pot. It also means a pot. Pot is basically de designed as nothing but a womb, a pot, a place from where birth is happening. Like that you know. Ghatta stapana. The establishment of the pot. That is the first day when the child is going to be born. Basically the idea of birth. The idea of taking life. Taking uh, you know life on this planet earth. That's the creative uh, energies. If you see during these nine days, which is called Navratri, you know, before the uh, Dashmi, this Navratri is a, it's a celebration of the goddesses. The goddesses, which are nothing but powers. These are energies, powers. Everywhere in India, they celebrate this Navratri. This is a celebration for this particular thing. So, during this period, the rise is there of these different energies or powers in this universe and when we pray to them the power within us also rises alright first we have to bring end to all the negative things in the world don't, don't have all those negatives in the world we all start our life with negation isn't it we always think you know when we are small we want to become big when we don't have money, we want to have money. And we always keep on doing negative things. So the negation has to be removed. Second, we have to bring the Aishwarya in us. That is the goodness, the knowledge, everything has to be coming in. The last one is called the divine knowledge. Then only we can celebrate, we can kill the demon, Maishasura. 
the demon of laziness mahisha asura asura mahisha mahisha means the bullock you know that that black fellow usko kya bolte hain mahish mahish ko kya bolenge yaar buffalo buffalo ha ah. buffalo is a lazy fellow <laughs> buffalo lazy fellow you know buffaloes they are only sitting in one place like this they are going round and round in their mouth they are just chewing the cud all the always almost all the time that the laziest bloody in a cow at least is active you know cow is little bit active bull is more active cow is little active buffalo he buffalo she buffalo non no activity only they are just sitting in one place nodding their head and all so killing this demon called mahishasura asura the demon of laziness the demon of tamas okay that is very important so dashahara is a is a festival where you kill the demon of laziness and become active in this world and then we then we go and celebrate diwali festival of lights it's brought light in our life this is basically how the whole thing denotes see we think that it is something okay we have to eat sweets and wear good clothes and all. ancient times we used to do that nowadays okay you i bought your clothes 2 years ago you should wear them you have still not worn them okay go and wear the so you know all the dads and all the moms in this world you know what they do they don't want to spend money for the new clothes so they will keep some sari and something inside the cupboard and after 4 years they'll remove oh i am wearing new clothes 4 years ago i bought that sari so now i'm going to wear it <laughs> that is the funny thing that they they'll always tell you or they will tell you that dhoti i know nowadays nobody wears dhoti the dhoti which you gave me in 1975 i'm wearing it today sir you have not worn <laughs> that's new clothes according to them so celebration has become something like this very funny thing again <clears throat> good food and all that it is nothing but celebration time so understand this these gods and goddesses also have to celebrate so these gandharvas are there apsaras are there yakshas rakshasas the month is divided into this you'll understand sometimes you are very much high you want to capture the world and sometimes you are so down in the dumps that you don't want to meet anybody in the world sometimes you feel so venomous that you want to murder the first person that comes in front of you <laughs> and sometimes you feel loving towards even the even the dirtiest of the creature on earth you feel you know oh my god poor fellow i should give him some money i should give him this <laughs> and sometimes when you look at the same person you get out of here i don't want to see you oh, blah blah, blah. <laughs> so you know all these are effects because of all these rak- yakshas rakshasas demigods and all they keep on disturbing your month so my dear king in this orbit dro bhumandala the sun god traverses a distance of 95 mil, uh, i don't know what it is 9.5 crores miles at the speed of 2000 yojanas or 2 kroshas in a moment okay i think we can finish this next chapter as well it's a small chapter and then we will end the chapter 22 this is orbits of the planets king parikshit inquired from sukhdev goswami my dear lord you have already affirmed the truth that supremely powerful sun god travels around dhruva loka with both dhruva loka and mount sumeru on the right 
At the same time, the sun god faces the signs of the zodiac and keeps Sumeru and Dhruvaloka on the left. How can we reasonably accept that the sun god proceeds with Sumeru and Dhruvaloka on both the left and the right simultaneously? This is a question asked so that to get a basic understanding. Sukhdev Goswami clearly answered, When a potter's wheel is moving and small ants located on the big wheel are moving with it, one can see that their motion is different from that of the wheel because they appear sometimes in one part of the wheel and sometimes on another. Similarly, the signs and constellations with the Sumeru and Dhruva Loka on the right move with the wheel in the time and the ant like sun and the other planets move with them. The sun and the planets however are seen in different signs and constellations at different times. This indicates that their motion is different from that of the zodiacs and the wheel of time itself. It is so clearly, very beautifully it's telling you, the wheel is moving, on that there is one tiny ant, you know. And the ant is moving along with the wheel and an observer who is there, how can he see? The ant is going in different, different places at different time, isn't it? Whereas for the ant, it is sitting in one place only. See, different points of view, different locations, different places, the way of looking at life from a different perspective altogether. From nth dimension to one first dimension to second dimension to third dimension to fourth dimension. You can see it in whichever dimension that you want. How many dimensions were discussed? Four dimensions were discussed so far. One is the person on the earth, that is the ant who is sitting on the wheel. Second one is the wheel is going by seeing the sun. Third is seeing the sun and the earth and standing outside and looking at the sun and the earth moving. And the fourth, looking at that point point thing, entity, which he says, you know, that's a place over there, pole star. And from there the whole earth is moving like this, along with the sun, along with this universe, our universe, isn't it? It's moving. So this is the fourth dimension. So four dimensions were discussed as of now, if you recollect. Okay. Now, the original cause of cosmic manifestation is the Supreme Personality of Godhead Narayana. When great saintly people fully aware of the Vedic knowledge offered prayers to the Supreme Person, He descended to the material world in the form of the sun to benefit all the planets and purify fruitive activities. He divided Himself into twelve parts and created seasonal forms, beginning with spring. In this way He created the seasonal qualities such as heat, cold and so on. According to the system of four ashramas, People generally worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead Narayana, who is situated in the Sun God, as the Sun God. With great faith they worship the Supreme Personality as the Super Soul. According to ritualistic ceremonies handed down by the three Vedas, such as Agnihotra, similar higher and lower fruitive acts, and according to the process of mystic yoga, in this way they very easily attain the ultimate goal of life. If you understand God from this particular example of the Sun and the Moon and all that, and when you understand that even the sun is nothing but a representation of the divine and you pray to the sun or you pray to the moon or pray to whichever planet that you want to, still you will be able to reach the divine. The sun god who is Narayana or Vishnu, the soul of all the worlds is situated in outer space between the upper and the lower portion of the universe. Now you understand this upper and the lower portion is what I was telling you about. Passing through 12 months on the wheel of time, the sun comes in touch with 12 different signs of the zodiac and assumes 12 different names according to those signs. The aggregate of these 12 months is called the Samvatsara or an entire year. According to lunar calculations, two fortnights, one of the waxing moon and other of the waning form one month. Did you understand this? This is exactly what I explained to you. The moon can create a month. This is basically the lunar month. Alright. The same period is one day and night for the planet Pitraloka. According to stellar calculations, a month equals to two and one quarter constellation. 
when the sun travels for 12 mo two months a season passes and therefore the seasonal changes are considered part of the body of the year thus the time the sun takes to rotate through half of outer space is called ayana or it is a period of the moment of the north to the south the sun god has three speeds slow fast and moderate the time it takes to travel entirely around the sphere of heaven earth and space at these three speeds is referred to by learned scholars as the five names samvatsara parivatsara idvatsara anuvatsara and vatsara spread okay the spreads there be different kinds of speeds that we are actually it's not a speed it's basically taking a, a stationary thing in one and movement from this to this okay from point a to point b how would it look to the observer that's how the movement have been calculated above the rays of the sun are distance of one lakh yojanas in the moon which travels at a speed faster than that of a sun in two lunar fortnights the moon travels to the equivalent of the samvatsara of the sun in two and a quarter days it passes to the moon month of the sun and in one day it passes to a fortnight of the sun this is a lunar cycle the earlier one was the solar cycle and this is a lunar cycle when the moon is waxing the illuminating portion of it increases daily thus creating day for the demigods and the night for the pitas when the moon is waning however it causes night for the demigods and the day for the pitas in this way the moon passes through each constellation of star in 30 months an entire day the moon is the source of the nectarian coolness that influences the growth of food grains and therefore the moon god is considered the life of all living entities he is consequently called jiva the chief living being within the universe jiva the life giving force because the moon is full of potentialities it represents the influence of the supreme personality of godhead the moon is predominant deity of everyone's mind so luna and mind so the word came lunatic <laughs> mad okay so and therefore the moon god is called manomay understand connected to the mind manomay he is also called annamay because he gives potency to all the herbs and the planets and he is called amritmay because he is the source of life for all living entities the moon pleases the demigods pitas human beings animals birds reptiles trees plants and other living entities everyone is satisfied by the presence of the moon therefore the moon is called sarvamay that is all pervading there are many stars located 2 lakh yojanas above the moon by the supreme will of the supreme personality of god and they are fixed on the wheel of time and thus they rotate with mount sumeru on the right the motion being different from that of the sun there are 28 important stars headed by abhijit some 1 lakh 60000 miles uh, 1600 uh, 1000 miles above the group of planets stars is the planet venus which moves at the exactly the same pace as the sun according to swift slow and moderate movements sometimes venus moves behind the sun sometimes in front of the sun and sometimes along with it venus when nullifies the influence of the planets that are obstacle to rainfall consequently its presence causes rainfall and is therefore considered very favorable for all living beings within the universe this has been accepted by learned scholars the movement of the moon is also taken into account the evening star okay mercury is described by similar to venus and in that it moves sometimes behind the sun sometimes in front of the sun and sometimes along with it it is 1 lakh 60000 miles above the universe uh, venus and miles above the earth mercury which is the son of the moon is almost always very auspicious for the inhabitants of the universe but when it does not move along with the sun 
it forbids cyclones dust regular rainfalls and waterless crowds in this way it creates fearful conditions due to inadequate or excessive rainfall see they were observing this kind of movements in the universe and they connected the rainfall and all these things to the planetary movements so think about it like this that they are saying that when the moon is over there this is going to happen when the mercury is over there this is going to happen it's actually it's not because of mercury that is happening <laughs> it's not because of venus that that is happening it is they have taken these two things into account okay it's like you know uh, when uh, you are when uh, the children go, then they grow they go and they break the cup and the saucer dumb it falls on the ground and you say see is because it was kept at the side it has broken okay it is kept at the side that is why it got broken or was it supposed to be broken that it was kept at the side do you see the whole two points of view <laughs> we don't we do not understand which is the real one is is it because it was kept at the side that it got broken or is it that it is broken because it was to be kept at the side it had to be broken isn't it so it was kept at the side so both sides it's one and the same so which side you want to see you can see it's a part and parcel of our world we can keep on blaming the whole universe for it you know because you didn't study you failed no you are supposed to fail that's why you didn't study <laughs> see the point of view it changes completely and this is how it happens sometimes we wonder you know like we get into a very, very big problem so we think that we have done something that's why the problem is there no the problem was supposed to be there that's why you have done that reverse it out so there is no point in blaming anybody there is no point in blaming yourself or somebody else because of me somebody died because of me this happened because nothing so that's why they say na mercury is there that is why the, uh, there is going to be problems on planet earth nothing like that Situated one lakh sixty thousand. Okay, where, where are we? Fourteen, no? Yeah. Okay. All right. Situated one lakh sixty thousand miles above the Mercury or uh, above the Earth is the planet Mars. If the planet does not travel in a crooked way, it crosses through each sign of the zodiac in three fortnights, and this way travels through all twelve, one after the other. It always, almost always, creates unfavorable conditions in respect to rainfall and other influences. Now think about it. Our, our, uh, you know, Mangalyaan has already gone to that planet. I don't know what's going to. I think it's going to go and put on the trigger for the rainfall or something and come back. Don't know. Now there must be a switch somewhere over there in Mars. Nothing like that. It's just an understanding. Situated, uh, you know, 16 million miles one um, above the uh, Mars, or 10.4 million miles above the Earth is the planet Jupiter, which travels to one sign of the zodiac within the period of Parivatsara. In the movement is not curved. The planet Jupiter is very favorable to the Brahmanas of this universe. Situated same miles above Jupiter or 12, uh, 12 120 million miles above the Earth is the planet Saturn, which passes through one sign of the zodiac in 30 months and covers the entire zodiac cycle in the third Anuvatsara. This planet is always very unauspicious for the universal situation. That's why we say na Shani Dasha. Okay, because of the planet. So first we should go and blast the planet up. <laughs> Maybe the Shani Dasha won't exist. Think about it like this. You know, if we destroy Shani, if we destroy Saturn, Shani Dasha will not be there. Good. Nothing like that, boss. It is just 
a way of understanding. There is nothing like that. No, no way are you going to change the whole scenery. Situated 88 million miles above Saturn and above the Earth are the seven saintly sages which are thinking of the well-being of the universe. These are called the Saptarishis. The Sarkambulate, the supreme abode of Lord Vishnu, known as Dhruvaloka, the pole star. So this brings us to the end of the 22nd chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, the orbits of the planet. So we shall stop over here and if there are any questions I shall take them.